Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Everything Design Show. I'm Nicholas. Um, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but I'm glad to be back today. And with me today, I have actually Jorge Huertas. Um, he's, a, he's a friend that I've met um, in my education back in Australia. Uh, and now he's, in, uh, he's a professor at, um, in Colombia. You know, as well as he's also running a YouTube channel called Design Twenty Four Seven, who which uh, which releases videos for uh, about design thinking and design innovation in both Spanish as well as English. Um, so yeah, hi Jorge, how are you? Hi Nicolas, how are you? I'm I'm good. I'm I'm really happy to be here today. Yeah. Um. So you've been the founder of um Design Thinking Twenty Four Seven. You're also a full professor in communications and language, uh, and you're also a consultant um for for um for uh, within in Colombia as well. So maybe why don't you tell us a little bit more about about yourself and and what what you do in your day to day um your day to day work. Okay. So. As a, my bachelor is actually in industrial design, but I really believe that I'm not a really uh, industrial design. I, I believe that I'm a designer. Uh, I really like visual part. I'm really going for graphic design. And basically I had the opportunity to go to study to Melbourne. That's where we met. Um, that experience literally changed my mind and my vision of my career. So after I finished my, my master, I came back to Colombia and I started teaching. I had the, the opportunity to do that. And at the beginning, I saw a big opportunity to bring design thinking to Colombia, especially to Bogota, where I come from. And um, um, I have a big opportunity because I, I believe that I, I was one of the few person that knew what, what that was. And in, in the faculty, they gave me the opportunity to bring my knowledge and start teaching. I didn't have much experience as a teacher, but they like my, my CV. So with that, I start interacting with different kinds of students and have the opportunity to bring in all the different tools and components of design thinking. After that, I start like gaining more experience and some institutions, different kinds of institutions just try to, to recruit me. So I start changing to different universities and then I have the opportunity to start becoming a consultant. And nowadays I'm working as a consultant for ProColombia. ProColombia Pro is a institution of the Colombian government who is focused on all the exportations of different products. So the most important thing is that I really love what I do. I'm, I'm really happy and I believe that I'm a privileged person that can work in what they really like. And, and I believe that that is a big privilege because not everyone has that possibility. So yeah, it has been a long journey, but I really enjoying it. I believe that privilege is not have a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account. I believe that privilege is do something that you like and enjoy. And I love teaching. I really enjoy design thinking, something that I'm really passionate. And I have the opportunity to have been growing a lot of different things. During when I was um, teaching, I, I noticed some of my students told me like, oh, this design thinking is really interesting. 
but one semester is really a small time to learn all the different resources and all the different components and say like, yeah, you know what? You're right. So I start looking at different ways so I could share what I know because I believe that it's worthless if you are a master, it's worthless if you are a PhD, if you cannot share what you know. Knowledge is only valuable if you can share those kind of things. So because I always been driven by graphic design, I have the opportunity to create the videos the ways that I would like to, 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 to learn. So there are infographics and those infographics are, are show step by step of different things. They could be really short videos, four minutes or something that is more complex, maybe 20 something. But something that I really enjoy is that sharing what I know and especially coming from a country like mine, my, my country, Colombia, has been having a lot of different issues during history. But I believe that education is the only way to get a better world, to be, get a better job, to get a better life. Education is the only way for me. So I share what I know and I really enjoy it. That's great. That's great. I mean, thanks. Thanks for that. I mean, um it's it's great that you're 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 sharing your knowledge and your your strong beliefs about education for everybody, um, and it's clearly quite clearly that you do that. You know you have twenty four point seven, I mean, almost twenty four thousand twenty four thousand subscribers on your design, um, thinking twenty four seven YouTube channel. You know I will put the links definitely in the description of the podcast and the video as well, um, and and you're doing that in an sort of informal setting with with your videos, but at the same time still doing it through the formal education, um, with Within the universities that you're teaching, um, I also so I I mean my first question I guess for you was um, you know the fact that you were able to go over overseas to to Australia that's where we met, um, you know I, we met during uh, while we were doing our masters as well. Um, I remember our first class that we 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 had together. We had such a international group of people. We had Americans, we had Vien- Vietnamese, we had Australians, um, we had Colombians. Um, we had people who were from Dubai, UAE. Um, you know, we had um, you know, yeah, Malaysians as well. You know, shout out to Melvin. You know, Rima. You know, all our um, our our Southeast Asian um, you know uh, masters gang. Um, so, you know, with that kind of uh, eclectic mix that we had, right? I think it was a real strong sense of how international education was in Australia um, at that time. You know, I, I think it still definitely still is, but, you know, I think that was a very strong sense of the, 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 the education there. So what was it for you that made you go to Australia to take up your education, right? I mean, sure, you were looking at, were you looking at other countries or, um, you know, was Australia the, 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 the only, you know, I guess the, the, the main, you know, um, a place that you wanted to go. Um, yeah, what, what, what was the inspiration for you to go there and, you know, the decision that drove you to, to go to Australia to do the masters? Okay, when I finished my high school, I went to the U.S. for one year. That's where I learned English. And to be honest with you, I didn't like the vibe over there. And I said, like, when I finish, I want to go to some place when they speak English and it's far away from home because I want to know the world, basically. And I start looking and I applied to, to Milan. I applied to a place in Canada as well. And Australia for me was something that I start looking at and say like, this is awesome. I, I, I read everything and I say like, okay, I don't know everything, nothing about Australia, but I, I think that this is a great opportunity. 
I did my papers, I did everything. Um, the first day that I arrived to Australia and I started talking to people, I said like, I did the best decision of my life. And all the opportunities that I have, uh, basically I was the only Colombian over there. And I have so many opportunities to make, to know so many people from so many different backgrounds. I have the opportunity to went to, to Malaysia, to went to different places in Southeast Thailand and met so many different people and amazing people way different than me. I enjoyed that so much. Um, it was an amazing experience, but the main thing it was that when I saw the, the curriculum of the master, I said like, this is what I want because a couple of months before I took the decision, I, I knew I started noticing what design thinking was and I know the focus of the master and say like, this is what I want to go. And yeah, the experience was amazing. And after that, you know, when you live overseas for a couple of years and you met so many different people, you were never the same. Like you change so much and you appreciate everything. And of course you bring your cultural background, but you learn so much from so many different people. So, so that was basically it. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree that you learn quite a lot. I mean, even for myself, you know, being overseas in Australia for about eight years, you learn how to sort of be an adult, you know, in your in your early 20s. Um, you also learn to interact with people. You know, I think our class was so, um, you know, such a good mix of people. You, we learn different cultures, you know. Um, I, I, you know, I think I, I, I had to pick up a little bit of... Um, um, you know, a, sp a bit of Spanish and, and, you know, learn about the subtle differences between the Spanish and the Portuguese language as well. Because um, I think we met a few Brazilians as well. Um, you know, so, so that, was, that was really, really, really very cool. And I think, you know, it was a sight to see, you know, I have, so, I have quite a few photos where, you know, in one photo, I think we had maybe 15 or 20 international you know, people just sitting at a park and, you know, having a barbecue and having drinks, you know, and we were all talking about, I think, I think design was what sort of brought us together, um, together, but the thing that sort of stuck for us that really um, brought us much closer and stronger together was that we were very happy to learn about each other's culture. We were very happy to learn about each other's um, background, you know, and I think the subtle difference, like, you know, East Asians, like Melvin, um, you know, who was a Malaysian friend of ours, um, you know, looks, uh, you know, most people would assume, oh, you know, Nick, uh, Singapore and, you know, Malaysia is, you know, the same. But there are, you know, these subtle differences that 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 we learn from each other and we sort of teach each other, about, which, which, which was really a, a great experience. Um, so, so you know, you know, Australia was great. You know, we spent uh, good years, you know, uh, we had a lot of drinks, we had a lot of uh, food, um, you know, we had a lot of avocado and guacamole and uh, a lot of, you know, everybody was, you know, sharing all of their dishes, which is great. Um, but, you know, how did that, you know, you know, going back to Colombia, you know, and, you know, being a professor, how did that experience sort of um, help you, um, you know, become an educator or how did that experience help to... Um, uh, in you know how how did it did it did it change you as a, as a, as a person you know and as an educator and how did it impact the way that you teach um, you know when you went back to to Colombia? Yeah, well, that that's actually something very special for me because when I start, I start in a very small university. It was very small, and actually, it was focused for people who doesn't have too many uh, economical resources. 
So my view changed a lot because even though we were in Bogota, I have no idea the situations and the things that people have to live and the effort that people have to make to pay their tuition fee each semester and all the things that they have to do because uh, I, I quite... I've been quite privileged and, and I didn't know what it was. So for me, even though that it was in my same city, it, it really opened me again. And I start analyzing, wow, I can't believe that this is happening in my city. And I have no idea of that. So for me, I, I start asking me so many questions about, about what I was giving to the city, what I was giving to my country. And I say like, I think that I'm not giving too much, really. I'm not making too much effort because to be honest with you, my, my, my life has been quite easy until that moment. So that really made me think in analyzing that I could share what I know. That's, that's the most valuable thing that I can have. So I start really pushing myself to give the best classes that I could to making understand people why education is so important, why that is, I believe, the only way to make a fair education situation. And after that, I noticed that I want to reach more people, not only the, the my students in my class, and I want them to teach the things that I know that maybe they could help and they could work with something. Uh, when I started the YouTube channel, it was because, like I was telling you, I, I noticed like the semester was not enough to teach everything that I know. And then I, I realized and analyzed that I could make an effort and start creating videos at least once a week. I thought that only my students will watch it. And then I noticed that people were really interesting in the things that I was saying. And that was a big surprise because I didn't do it for the money or for the recognition. I, I just did it because I thought that was the only thing that after I die is the only thing that it will remain. Oh, yeah, this dude used to know that and he was always teaching that and he was really passionate. Uh, but for me, after I did the, the first couple of videos, I noticed that people liked what I was doing. And like say, like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to try to do it better. And I believe that if people start following what I'm saying, they could be really successful with with their projects or with this business. And, and that has happened. And for me, that is priceless. When people write you and say, like, you know what? That video helped me a lot, or my students telling me, you know, that project that we did in class, that is my lifeline now. Oh man, that is priceless. Like, I, I believe that people that we are focusing on teaching, that is better than anything that we could get when we notice that what we are doing in is meaningful. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, your your YouTube channel now has, I mean, a few hundred videos, you have a few hundred videos, right? And you've got a million, I think 1.3 million views. 24, you almost reaching your 24 seven, uh, you know, a thousand subscribers, which is great. Um, and yeah, I, I, I remember when I first saw your, your, your YouTube videos, I was like, Oh, this is great, great content, you know? And then I saw that it started blowing up. I was like, wow, you know, you've got, you know, you're growing in number of subscribers. You're also creating English, um, you know, English as well as, you know, both English and, and Spanish videos as well. Um, and, and the more I watched and the more I looked at your content, it's, it's just very straightforward, very clear cut. You know, it's, um, here's the tools, here's how you use it. Here's how, um, 
it could benefit you, which was great because what I sensed was that you were trying to simplify some of these complex um, ideas or frameworks so that everybody can 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 learn from them and use them, which is great. I think the I think yeah, YouTube's been great. You know, um, if if you if you you're listening to to this podcast and you haven't seen uh, Jorge's um, uh, YouTube channel, please go and take a uh, take a look at it. And 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 it's a great resource. You know, for every anybody who wants to teach design thinking, anybody who wants to learn about design thinking, I think there's a great resource. And um, I think it's it really stems from uh, his his passion for wanting to share you know his knowledge to to the world you know and his community as well which is great i mean another thing that you've also spoken about you know and we, we talked about um, previously um was how you are not just sharing from an educational perspective you know but you're also sharing from a consulting perspective so um you know and and you were telling me that you were working with uh, the colombian government can you elaborate a little bit more about that sure um, I believe that one of the most important things when you are a teacher is that you can balance your theoretical knowledge with the things that you are applying. So um, my, my my career started getting noticing and um, different uh, uh, companies start calling me and one of those was the, the Colombian government, for Colombia specifically. And I have the opportunity to start working with different entrepreneurs, and with different companies that are focusing on export their products from Colombia to different countries worldwide. So basically what I do is showing the different resources that innovation has, user-centered design, I believe that is the most important thing that any, not only students, but any person who want to sell something has to be thinking, okay, why people will watch my content? Why this is meaningful to someone? not just because this is an ego boost, it's because they could apply it in something that they like. Um, and, and I noticed that that, that that has been something I, I've learned a lot. I, I learned from my students, I learned from my different consulting things, uh, and that's something that has made me uh, more critical even with my work, to say like, okay, I, and I'm giving the whole package or I could give something more. And for me, uh, I, I, I see the opportunity to always improve. Something could be good, but could be even better. Like, okay, I'm happy with that, but I know that I can make it better. And I know that I, I could inspire people. You know that the kind of um, topics that we are talking about, they are not massive. This is not music. This is not something, I don't know, different like that. But if education get tracked to people that really believe that this could change, we can make a difference. People learn in different ways. And that's something that is extremely important. And I believe that for hearing someone to be learning a specific thing that you want to learn, you, you can change it. And for me, get that balance between working in the industry and be a teacher, it has helped me a lot to create something focused on, on real needs on things that people could apply and they can work. So that's basically, I've been working as a consultant for the last past two years, also as, as a teacher, but I really enjoy it because I, I noticed that there are so many opportunities and when people get you and you see the results, you, you feel really happy. I, I, I know that it could sound a, a bit cheesy, but I'm more moved for the results and the, 
feelings that people put there that that money i i, I don't do this for money i i do it because i really enjoy it I'm, I'm so passionate actually the name of the channel is design thinking 24 7 because i'm really thinking of this 24 7 i believe that this could really change the world especially user-centered design for any kind of development that you do yeah that's 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 definitely great i mean um i think we we, we you, you you shared a bit about how I think the change from from going from an education from Australia and then going back to Colombia, being able to share both in your consulting work as well as in your, in your education. How would you describe um, the design landscape? You know, because you were mentioning how the design landscape when you went there, you know, not many people were learning about it. But, you know, this was maybe four years ago when you came back, you know, how do you feel that has changed over the past, you know, four years um, since you, you've been back in Colombia? Do you think that the, the the landscape of design thinking or design user-centered design, design innovation, uh, has that changed over the past few years? Yes, I think that it has been growing a lot because people have been seeing results. Things nowadays are not subjective. It's not because I think of something. It's because I'm, I'm focused on a need. And I noticed that different kind of professions, engineers, communicators, are really liking it and really tracking it and, le and really putting it in, in their day-by-day -day job. And they are seeing the results. One of the best things about design thinking is that so easy to understand. It got a simple language. This is not to sound very intellectual or something that, oh, I'm so smart. No, it's straightforward. And any kind of person could understand this and when they know that they are focusing on, on a real need, uh, they, they show the results. So yes, in the last couple of years, it has been growing a lot. When I started doing this, I, I thought that I was a pioneer because I, I never hit anyone talking about this. And that was like, hey, what is he talking about? Okay, what is, and people are still talking about in the 80s, in the 90s, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's a long time ago that nowadays people are not doing that. And you know what? I, I was telling you before we started this this podcast that I believe that the biggest fear that people has is the fear of change. People and organizations are like, yeah, we love change. We love innovation. I, I don't know any company that has never said anything that, but when you go and work with those companies and tell you, no, what you are doing is not like this. You have to do it like this and you have you change it like that. People don't like it. People feel threat. And that's quite funny because you see their speech and all the different terms that they use to say, like, oh my God, this is Google. No, 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 no. There's a huge difference in the speech and the actions. Yeah, I mean, so 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 speaking of that, you know, um, you talk about how businesses are, you know, they talk about 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 this design uh, about the yo yes we want to change we want to innovate right um but but they, they they tend not to so how 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 in your experience how how has it been you know trying to convince them and trying to get them to change eventually at the end of the day you know what, what, what are some of your tips and tricks that you typically do well one of the things that i do is that i believe that people feel you when you have empathy and when they trust you and you believe that bond with time and with showing a step by step. I know that sometimes it could be a little bit tiring, but when people say like, okay, if you do it, this, 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 and you will have that, 
people say like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. It's going to be a small shot because I don't like change. But when they see the result, they say like, okay, I, I think this guy could be into something. And when they understand that I'm not trying to sell him anything, I the only thing that I want is that to make their life better and make easier their process and to have better results. And they start trusting me, things change. But that takes a while because you don't, uh, develop trust from one moment to another. Uh, I, I see a big gap between young generations and old school generations, you know. Uh, people that are meant to, especially in Latin culture, one of the things that make you feel very manly is that even though that you could don't know, you will say that you know. So like, what? You don't know what you're talking about. So like, yeah, like that could happen in your family, that could happen with a CEO of a big company. And you say like, but he has no idea what he's talking, but he doesn't want, he feels emasculated to say, I don't know. And I'm from a different generation. If I don't know, I will tell you, Nicolas, I have no idea. Please show me. And that's perfect for me. But especially for cultural background, that 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 has been something that it is, is difficult. But I try to understand why they feel the way they do. And I believe that culture is something very, very powerful. People here, especially men, feel so emasculated when they say, I don't know. But when they say, like, maybe don't, they use a euphemism. When <laughs> say, like, okay, can you show me this? And so, like, yeah, of course, you can use it like this, you can use it like that. Try it and let me know if it works. And when they try that and you get the result, they say, like, yeah, call, call this guy. Okay, what's his name? Jorge. Okay, call him, call him. I think that he could be into something. That's great. I mean, I, I like the, 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 I really love the, the, the cultural aspect that you were talking about, you know, like, you know, saying I, I don't, I don't know means, you know, it's, it's sort of a sign of weakness or, you know, can be emasculating for people. Um, I'm, yeah, it, it's, I mean, it doesn't seem, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's extreme, but yeah, it's, it's a very, very interesting insight that you, 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 you've uncovered there. Uh, and yeah, I, I do like the trick that you have where, oh, you know, it's not really saying that, getting them to admit that they don't know, but it's just sort of saying, oh, why don't you try it this way? Um, you know, um, here's an example. It's not that you don't know, but it's more of like a refresher in that sense or, you know, I think, yeah, it's, it's very, very important because you... As a designer, I, I, I sometimes do feel that, you know, it's not us trying to impose things, you know, we it's, it's us trying to understand the the language, you know, we sometimes have to maneuver a little bit just to get them to, oh, okay, you know, get them to, to the, 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 the light bulb to sort of pop in their head, which is, which is definitely something that uh, takes a lot of time to, to do that. Uh, so you talk about a bit about the 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 older culture as well as the younger culture right um do you think that that's going to uh continue like do you foresee you know if that that companies that may or may not pick up on these innovation methods um are they the ones that are <clears throat> are they the ones that are the the younger companies that are doing that a little bit more um, and you know what? What do you what do you see? I guess in the next few years, do you think that's gonna um, have a big boom, or do you think that that's gonna sort of um, have a slower change, or, or so and so forth? I, I believe that it has been going a change, and and that's good because younger generations, not just in Colombia but worldwide, are more receptive because 
we grow up in a different way with different components with different ways and i believe that that's something that that is good um that change you cannot stop this change it will continue happening and people will be more interesting to have better and bigger results and the way they are going to say like hey yeah i hear something about scrum or lean startup or different kind of innovation on methodologies and like yeah we should give it a try with that and if people are open-minded if they are trying to listen in different ways they could have really good results i believe that that's something really interesting that it could work in a very good way uh, I, I always have really high hopes i i believe that things will change that things will get better the thing is like we will like that the change will be really quick and that's not the reality uh, change takes time and sometimes we will like quicker and faster results but i believe to keep pushing and you will eventually get your result the important thing is like if you believe in that keep working keep pushing believe in that keep forward looking for some people that could have different things that could teach you something different you know that is one of my biggest lessons in in australia i i met so many awesome people that knew so many things that about things that i have no idea and i start learning and i'm so interesting and that are things that are sticking in your mind forever so when you have that set of mind you will n are not afraid of the change you know that the only thing for sure in life is change mm. that is for sure things will always change but when you are resistant to that you will have a bad time you will not enjoy yourself so i believe that when we understand that and we say like i don't feel emasculated because i have i don't know what it is that uh, that's something good that's something good that's something that could help a lot and um yeah if you believe in something keep keep pushing keep pushing don't don't stop eventually you will get your result for sure yeah um that's 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 a that's a good um sort of reminder and a good uh, tip for anybody who's i guess um you know working within the design um, design world and you know meeting with clients or um, working with uh, different stakeholders that are outside of the organization or even internally within their own organization um i'd like to just take it back a little bit to the education part because i know we're both educators um you you know your educators you know on youtube you're an educator on youtube as well in the university um, and you've had had quite a big reach from uh, from the world. I mean, based on your based on your insights from your YouTube, I wanted to just check. Um, you know, apart from Colombia, you know, where are you seeing uh, a big number of uh, of your viewers coming from? Uh, actually, my my biggest number don't come from Colombia. They oh. come from Peru and Mexico. Oh wow! And okay. actually, that that's quite surprising because I have never been to those countries, and I really appreciate it. And if people from my channel are looking that, thank you so much. You know, one of the things that I thought is like the growth of this project it will be organic. I will not pay a dime for this. If people are looking this, is because they like it. They they want to learn and they want to share it. And for me, that was one of my point one from the beginning. And I always believe that. I, I don't believe in imposing. I don't believe into pushing that because when people are interesting about something, they will find a way to get it. Uh, so for me, that's something very important. And uh, even though that the numbers are there, that wasn't my, my first purpose. My objective was like, 
the day that I die, my channel will remain and people will keep learning with me for as long as YouTube exists. Wow, that's a that's a very, very um, good way of looking at it from a legacy perspective. And I never thought about that, actually, you know. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's a good way of sharing your knowledge. And I mean, you know, in the past, right, most people, you know, in academics, you'll be like, oh, if I want to share my knowledge, I'll write a book, you know, everybody can buy my book. Um, everybody will, um, uh, you know, everybody can, you know, I'll write a journal, everybody can read my journal, right? But but it seems that, you know, I think the, the path that you've taken, which is a very commendable path, is to really make the information public, right? Um, make sure that everybody has um, has that information as well. I think you're also talking about how, you know, I think education shouldn't be something that is only for the rich, right? Or the people who are privileged. Um, you know, how do you feel that, you know, design education in, in, in Colombia, um, you know, is changing. Do you think that, you know, with your YouTube channel or with other channels that are, you know, out there, um, do you feel that, you know, I think learning about design, learning about innovation uh, is something that is going to be a little bit more, um, you know, democratized in that sense uh, and not something that's just stuck with institutions. Do, do, where, where, where do you see that? Where do you see, I guess, if, I mean, not just in Colombia, but maybe globally, do you think that that will change? You know, do you think that design education is something that, you know, isn't going to be stuck in, in, in the institutions anymore? I really hope so. I, I, I really believe that um, education should be for everyone, not just in design, in any kind of subject. Uh, it doesn't matter if you have money or you don't. I believe that everyone should be able to have high quality education. What's going on today, especially in Latin America and countries like mine, is that the only way that you have high quality education is if you have money. If you are poor, man, your future, it doesn't look too good at all. So I believe that if I have the opportunity to have a master. If someone has the opportunity to have a PhD in Georgetown, in Notre Dame, in any kind of university, that's amazing. But I believe that you acquire a social responsibility, sharing the things you know. I believe it's worthless if you have a lot of knowledge and nobody will benefit from that. I strongly believe that the only way to get a, so a, a society more fair is sharing. I strongly believe that education is the only way to get those kind of situations when you can do whatever you want, what, what you like. That's why what I was telling you, that I believe that privilege is, is do and work in what you like and what you enjoy. I many times hear re really good friends, even family that say like, you know what, I earn a lot of money, but I hate my job. That is not privilege. That is not privilege at all. I believe that privilege is work in something that you love, that you enjoy. And I believe that uh, giving is better than getting. That's something that, that I really believe when, I, when I'm getting when I'm giving what I know, I feel amazing. When people write me, feel amazing. Sometimes when people want to give me something, I say, okay, I feel ashamed and everything like that. But I really believe that is bearing giving than getting. And, and for me, that's, that's something that I believe in. It, and I'm really pushing. For me, a strong motivation was to democratize high-quality education, uh, 
well, I can do it for myself, but I cannot do it for, I don't know, mathematics or physics or anything like that. But if someone is looking like, hey, I know a lot of this, please share it. You want to get a, a, a better work? Because people is being really good criticizing. Oh, government do this. Government do that. Okay. What do you do? What do, really do you do? The things that I can say, there, there are things that are that I cannot control, but there are things that I can control. And I can control the things that I know and the things that I share. So that is really only the things that I can do. But if someone knows something, share it. Someone will appreciate it somewhere in the world. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I think I think I was also quite surprised. Um, I had one or two videos on my own channel, you know, I, um, uh, and yeah, I was one of those. They, 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 I mean, 30,000 views, which is not a, a lot, but you know, I was like, oh, quite surprised that you got most of my videos and maybe 100, 200 views. And that. so, and also, it's quite interesting to see, you know, um, I was just sharing about particular uh, technology tool, you know, that, that people, a USB, particular USB video stick, um, which, yeah, you know, it, 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 it was just a quick sharing that I had and I thought, you know, that'll be fun. Um, and yeah, there were a lot of people who, uh, a few people actually in uh, America uh, as well as in Europe, they were watching that video. So it was quite surprising for me. You know, I, I thought it was just something to share with my, my local friends or things like that. Um, but I, I do, I mean, this idea that you have of, of, of you know, of education, right? Um, let's say somebody was, you know, watching your videos, you know, somewhere in South America, you know, and or maybe, you know, or in Bogota, right? Somebody in Bogota, um, and they've, they've been watching your videos, they, 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 they feel that they've learned, um, the design thinking aspects, you know, very well from all your videos. Um, and they wanted to build a career of that, right? Um, you know, I guess in the context of, of Bogota and Colombia, how would you advise somebody that you know to move ahead in their career and say that okay i may not have the resources or monetary resources to go do a master's or a phd but i've learned a lot from design thinking 24 7. you know i've learned quite a lot from other resources online mm -hmm. um how can i move forward in my career how can i you know get get the next opportunity you know maybe and some advice for for your fellow colombians okay look th that's something really interesting because back in the day, you have to have the certificate or the diploma. But for example, I've been working a couple of projects with Google Colombia, and I noticed that at least 20% of their staff, they have no a degree. They have, and that is a political worldwide, in the US, in everything where they are, have presence. And they want to learn and, and have, they, they want people to know a specific competition for example, programming, or for example, user experience. And I believe that you have to focus in a non-traditional companies. If you are going, if you want to go to the gas company or oil company, probably they are not going to uh, look serious at you, but you go in for tech companies that they have a big open mind, you could have a fair opportunity over there because they are not looking for, okay, we want the diploma or this university, we got the diploma or the, no, they are not looking for that. They just want you to know and they will make you a test of the specific component that you want. So for me, that's this something that I have been struggling because even though that I'm promoting disrupting thinking, I come from a background of traditional uh, studies and I have been like struggling with all of that. I try to 
uh, it's something that I, I, I'm not figuring it out yet, but I believe that the way that we learn, it will be way different that these generations are going to learn. Uh, they will think twice before uh, taking a five-year bachelor or a four-year master degree or something like that, especially for the cost and time and noticing like the different tools are are not different. And yeah, I, I, I believe that if you are not certified in something, you have a fair opportunity, especially with new companies that, that could give you a, a fair shot. But this is not just for Colombia, this is worldwide. The way that we learn is way different. And something like, for example, when uh, nowadays I'm, I'm in one of the best universities in Colombia, it has been a long journey to get here. But one of the discussions that I have with other professors is about that. Because people say like, no, the things are not going to change. They're going to change? Oh man, you, you, you have not seen all the changes that we have in the last two years in the whole world. Uh, and people are thinking twice before taking a, a big uh, depth or taking time and, and all of that. So I believe that you really have to, to see what, what this is going and be part of the change. Mm -hmm not be the person who are always resisting the change because they're like, no, things are not going to change. When people say things are not going to change. <clears throat> yeah, I think embracing change is something that's inevitable, definitely. I mean, um, uh, looking at the way we've uh, been educated, um, you know, I think our day-to-day -day activities that we're seeing as well, COVID is a, a one example of, you know, how, how the world has changed, you know, and it can change just quickly in a snap of a finger, right, you know. Um, you know, so yeah, definitely, I think we will have to do, but yeah, I, I do agree that, you know, um, um, embracing change and, uh, and I think not just from an individual level, but also from an institutional level as well, right? I think, um, uh, Singapore as a country that, you know, I grew up in and I am, I am currently in now we have, uh, we have always been pushing for education. So, um, no matter what stage you're at, you know, we have quite a lot of, um, uh, even if you don't do well at the early stages in high school, right, or you know, or in secondary school, if you call it here, um, we have sort of safety nets, you know, in in our different institutions where you say, okay, it's okay, you didn't do well here, but you you go to a different institution, you can you can you can you can take one or two years more to build yourself to get to the degree eventually. Um, and if you come from a lower income family, the government will, you know, provide spawn, uh, scholarships, sponsorships, which, which is a good way. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people talk about how Singapore is a, is a, is a, is a fairly advanced country. Um, you know, the education is, 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 is a very, very, um, has, has been a very good, um, I think, uh, foundation for that. You know, not to not to sound very propaganda <laughs> and pro government in Singapore, uh, but I think just 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 as a person who's sort of seen uh, how the education has been, but but we we are also struggling. I think Singapore is also struggling in terms of trying to understand how where design education fits in. You know, I think for my university currently we are looking to teach design thinking across the university, so we actually don't have any design courses, which I think is similar for your university as well. I mean, in similar to what you're teaching now, like, like you're not teaching design design students, you're teaching design skills to non-designers as well, right? So I think we're also seeing that and, and it's also very interesting, like there are a lot of design jobs that I see in the market now 
And they're actually not taken by designers, you know, they're taken by people who come from business backgrounds, some engineers, uh, social science backgrounds, um, you know, anthropo- full, full, you know, fully anthropologists or psychologists, um, you know, people come from, uh, from, from banking or so and so forth. Um, so it's quite interesting to also see that, you know, I think, and, 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 you know, maybe that's the case for design, you know, I mean, do you think, do you think that design is something that's not just a technical skill, but, or, or do we, are we seeing a separation of that where we see, when we talk about design, design has the traditional ideas of technical skills and design has also, um, design has also, is also another big wave that's coming where everybody is a designer technically in a, in a certain way. Everybody's a designer because, and everybody can learn the ways of a design uh, thinker. Um, do you see that being a very big split eventually, you know, in, in, in both in, in, in globally as well as in Colombia? Yeah, no, I believe that people has really seen the results. And um, when people see results and see money, they say like, okay, this is working. And that's what people really understand and believe. And I noticed that this kind of, of subject will be growing and people from different backgrounds will be more into uh, one of the most important things like design thinking is interdisciplinary mm. and it doesn't matter your bachelor it doesn't matter your previous education everyone is welcome and actually uh, i feel quite tired when i don't see any designers doing design thinking or any agile innovation on any user design focus because they are doing technical stuff they are on Illustrator, uh, making a logo or anything like that. Like, no, 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 no. People finally got that design has to be from the beginning of the process. But let's say like design is way too important to give it to a designer. So we're gonna find an engineer or we're gonna find a communication. And actually the things like we have to stand up and show that we are able to do our job and start really thinking because people say like, okay, this is a, okay, you can do technical stuff, you can do a logo, you can do a infographic or anything like that, but really understand a need, really have empathy for the situation of the person. You know, one of the things that I, I really think most of the time is to have empathy with the situation of the people. And when I see someone struggling, and someone that cannot get food or something like that, I, I suffer. And I believe that that has been coming from a long background of understanding empathy. I know that is not happening to me, but I I feel bad for that person that cannot have the, their basic needs. So when we understand that and we have really a strong empathy, I'm focusing in something meaningful because that, that's something that I also ask. When you work design thinking, you cannot make shallow developments. You cannot make a new shirt. You cannot make new shoes. That's shallow. We have global warming, and that is for fast fashion, and that is for all the different stuff that we should never come out. When you're working design thinking, you are working in a better world. All those people that cannot eat, those people that don't have a job, those people that don't have a roof, we're going to focus on that. We're not going to make something to have an ego boost or anything like that. We're going to focus on things that matter. So for me, something that, that's very important and to all my students and through all my videos, I always say like this, if you are working design thinking, you cannot make shallow developments. That's, that is against 
our philosophy. We have to work to make a better world. And like people say, like, it, it takes time to understand that. But when you feel happy with the things that you are doing day by day, when you enjoy your job, uh, that's amazing. For example, I, I love to talk to my students every day. They keep me young. Uh, they, they teach me about new things, new trends. And so I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And I notice that new generations are more empathic than before. I notice that new generations really want to have a better world. They really care. Back in my day when I was younger, I didn't care. I was, I was selfish. I only care about myself. And, um, and that's the reality because I have a way of learning way different. But one of the most important thing is that critical thinking allow you to really ask yourself, what have you been doing, what you have been done? And let's say, look, okay, I, I could make a couple of mistakes. That's part of life. We are not perfect. But also allow me to say, like, I, I want to do something better, something meaningful, something that matters to someone. And when you understand that and you are not thinking just for yourself, you start thinking in society and how to share Yeah. Hi. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I think. I think. S um. Speaking. I mean. L just listening to what you're saying. I mean. You definitely have a very strong. Um, perspective on. Um, really, the role of design. You know. I think. You know. From what you've been sharing, it's about design, not just for profit. You know, it's not just about money, but design is about solving problems. And I think. Um. You know that 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 that's a that's a very, um, uh, a a very commendable perspective and 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 view on the world. I think you know, um, not tough. You know, I think a lot of people. You know, especially if maybe if you come from a less privileged background, you know, I need to feed myself. I need to feed my family. You know, how do I worry about the rest of the world, right? But I I think yeah, design. Design has that 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 ability, and and it teaches you about that those lessons as well, and. Yeah, definitely, it's something that needs to be pushed because, for example, like you're talking about, you know, some of these fast fashion, you know, Shein as a company, um, if you if you heard of them as S H E I N, right? They've been a huge company. They've grown in the past two or three years. Marketing is crazy, um, but their products, they release new products every single, uh, thousands of product each week, you know, uh, and they don't go by seasons, right? They go by weeks. They release multiple uh, products. People buy them because it's cheap, but the quality is low, um, and it's just feeding on, um, you know, uh, it's just feeding a sort of a very, 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 very bad fire, right? Which is to say, you know, let's just keep creating more, um, more unsustainable fashion, um, unsustainable products. You know, it's so cheap that you know you're just gonna throw it away, right? Um, you know, it doesn't really matter. So, and they just keep gonna keep uh, uh, earning money from it. And 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 I thought it was a sort of a, um. Only in Asia that this Shein was big, but you know I saw you know Americans were also buying from that platform. People in Europe were also buying from that platform. Australia's as well was also buying from the platform. So it's grown tremendously, um, and and it's really been pushing this whole you know um, you know fast you know as uh, you know fast fast moving, fast moving goods. You know these 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 um these very uh you know these cheap cheap fashion items that are there. So so yeah, I mean to be able to have that mindset that you know I'm going to be looking at it from just uh, uh, you know a benefit for the world all right you know to, to do to to really solve problems and not just 
be about money. I think that's a great, very, very great push, you know, things like homelessness, things like um, poverty, things like, you know, um, um, things like, you know, you talked about as well um, with, um, uh, with, uh, with, you know, with, with sustainability, global warming, these kinds of things are, are very big things that we, we need to really try and tackle. Um, and yeah, it's, I think it's great that you're working with the, the local government. You know, um, it's it's great that you're also trying to sort of look at it from exporting your businesses out as well. So, so then those are very very good initiatives. You know, um, I just wanted to sort. Of, I think we we spoke about quite a few things. You know, you know, I think we we also spoke about um, you know education as in in general. We talked about um, how 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 this is is sort of this this change in the future. Um, I guess I I wanted to sort of ask you you know a little bit um uh, a little bit of my own agenda which is to to say um you know uh, as 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 design edu- do you do you think I mean do you do you think that in five years time um design education will be something that is uh, do you think we'll reach your do you think do you see it in the possible do you see in the near future or far future that your goal where design is, you know, design education is sort of democratized for everybody to learn. Do you think that's going to come soon or do you think that that's still a little bit far, um, far from where, where you're, you're at now? Well, I think that we're closer like <coughs> we're, uh, five years back. Uh, mm-hmm. We are in the process. I believe that mm-hmm. that's something that will be pushing forward. I, I am really happy to see that every kind of company now are really interesting in this. I really enjoy the fact that people are interested in learning different kind of tools, different kind of resources. One of the things that I really enjoy about this is that you never finish the process. I mean, I've been learning for the last 10 years and every week I learn something new, a new resource that I have no idea exists. And that's something that keep you the, the feet on the ground. Because back in the day, people say like, oh, I'm a guru in this topic, or I'm the expert in this. No, like this process make you humble. Like, yes, I know a couple of things, but every week I learn something different from different sources. I believe that the possibility uh, will be going and growing. And I'm, and I'm happy for that because I, I believe that designers will have more opportunities worldwide. Worldwide, nomads are something really interesting that has been growing. And I hope that someday I could travel again the world and, and sharing what I know in, in different kind of, of, of societies. I believe that passion is the most important thing. When, when you like something, when you enjoy it, you can feel it. And when people say like, wow, this guy really enjoy what he's doing. And I really enjoy it because I see the results. And I know that design is not for make shallow things. You know, I was telling you at the beginning of the podcast that my bachelor is in industrial design. And I wa- and when I was in industrial design, it kind of frustrated me that people, the projects that they were doing, like, we're going to make a new cup of wine. We're going to make a new share that it costs $10,000. For who? Where are you living, man? We're in Bogota, Colombia. Are, for, for which kind of person are you designing? And that kind of thing is really frustrating. And I notice and I say, like, I want to be focused in something meaningful. I don't want to make 
a jacket for the one percent of the population that can pay this. That that that, that is illogical. I, I I cannot see that. And for me, ask those kind of questions and make the combination between design thinking, critical thinking, visual thinking, a lot of different resources really make me question. And I feel really fortunate that I have the opportunity to learn from different backgrounds and different people, but also made me uh, a stronger belief that we have the opportunity to make something better from anywhere in the world. You could be in Timbuktu, you could be in Singapore, you could be in Melbourne, you could be in Madrid, you could be anywhere in the world, but you can make the change. You really can, and you start for yourself. One of the most important things is like people are amazing for criticizing. Mm -hmm. Say like, oh, government this, politics this. Okay, awesome. What are you doing besides criticizing? Where are you giving something to the world? Because uh, that happened worldwide, everywhere in the world. And when you're talking with friends, people say like, oh yeah, corruption this and corruption that. Oh yeah, global warming this. Yeah, what are you doing? Please tell me, share with me what are you doing? And when you start thinking on really what you are doing as a person, you your changes of mind change. You notice what you did before, and now it's like, say like, okay, that's part of the process of growing, of evolving. I believe that every single person in the world evolved. I'm not the same person like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. People keep, keep evolving, and when they notice something, um, see that change and say like, I can make the difference. And, and I really believe that you can make, anyone can make the difference. People say like, that's cliche. No, I believe, I, I really believe that. And that's why when, when a student come to me and say, teacher, I think that I could do this. Yes, go for it. Because you know, that that's the other thing. People say like, you know, I have an amazing idea. Okay, I believe that everyone in the world has amazing ideas, but there's a huge difference in having ideas and execute it. That's the whole world. Many times I like, oh, you know what? I'm amazing in ideating. Okay, good. How many of those amazing ideas have you done? Oh, no, 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 no. That's other thing. No, it's not other thing. If you think it, you have to execute it. I, I could have only one and execute it, and that will be my lifeline. But it, th that's something very important because sometimes we are contradictors of ourselves. We say something, but we do something different. So the idea is like just to keep thinking in that kind of situation and analyzing how, how we can make it better and, and believe and enjoy it. And I believe that design education has a huge potential, has everything. People have to really believe in something. I, I think I can notice and, and I'm gonna push it and I'm gonna do whatever it takes because you know, that's the other thing. People say like, I'm out of my comfort zone. I don't like that. Of course, of course you don't like it because outside of the comfort zone is the learning. You want to learn, you have to get out of that comfort zone. You have to go and push it and talk to people that perhaps you don't like and smell weird and they have weird behaviors. Okay, but that's part of the process. I want to learn, but the majority of the times, especially when you have opportunities, you don't want to get comfortable. Mm -hmm. Conference, so get that name because of course it's easy, it's amazing, I'm learning, okay, I don't care about anything. But when you get out of that and you see the huge amount of possibilities that you have, and you really believe in yourself, in the things that you are doing, you start inspiring people and you create community 
And that's something that I, I really believe that that make the change. We need people to inspire and people to say like, I can do it. If that guy can do it, I can do it. And I really believe that. The only thing is discipline. Discipline and that, those ideas that you have, make it happen. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I really like the point that you made about how, you know, it's not just about democratizing the 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 education or all these things. Actually there is a big point that you made which is also about democratic 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 democrat <laughs> my sorry my words not coming out. But democratizing the responsibility as well. Because we don't just talk say, oh, it's the government's mistakes, the government's role to do some of these things. But you know, even some small things like we talk about, you know, like I think in Singapore there's you know there's there's talk about um people being rude, right? People being um, you know, uh, mistreating others, right? But the behaviors typically, it's a societal thing. We have to start from ourselves to say that, oh, it's not just government has to do these rules and do that, but it's our role to educate other people, to educate ourselves, to educate our children, you know, to to tell them that, you know, these are things that are wrong and to even remind ourselves because we sometimes, make, you know, we contradict ourselves. We say that, you know, I'm, I'm, I stand for these values, but, you know, I'll miss, you know, we litter sometimes or we, we throw things or we, you know, so actually I think, yeah, I, I do like the idea that, you know, the the responsibility shouldn't, you know, if we, we want to sort of see a more open society, a more global society. I think the responsibility to 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 do some of these things, you know, it's it's not always going to be like oh, organized institutional or national or global changes that are impacting um uh these these different changes that we're seeing. You know, it's it's a lot of times, you know, just you know us as individuals having to take that responsibility. So yeah, I do I do I do resonate with that. And I think that's a very good point to sort of end off with. Um. You know, I think thank you very much for 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 joining us, uh, Jorge today. Um, I guess Jorge, for any closing notes that you have, I mean, you you really actually did a very good summary of I think um what we should be doing in design education, uh, as well as the world. But did you have anything else that you wanted to just end off with? Yeah, just to finish to say that critical thinking has to go side by side with proportional action. Uh, is worthless is I say like okay these are all the defects or the problems. Any people with basic knowledge, with basic observation, can say what is wrong. But it takes a real person to say like this is what we have to do and we are going to do it. So critical thinking goes side by side with actions. If you don't do actions of that critical thinking, is worthless. Uh, Nico, thank you so much for inviting me. I have so much good time. I really enjoy everything. I'm, I'm so happy to see you again. I hope that people is watching us right now really enjoy this conversation. I hope that we can catch up again. And yeah, for me, it has been a pleasure. And um, I don't know, anytime that you want to come to Colombia and enjoy Bogota, I have so many Aussie friends that have come here and they have an amazing time. Come with your family. It will be amazing. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll definitely take up on the invitation once the borders are open, you know, um, bring my family down, uh, bring my family um, across across the ocean to come and visit you. Uh, and I think if any listeners are also interested to sort of connect with Jorge, I'll have his uh, his LinkedIn, his YouTube channel all in the description. And I'm and, and as, uh, as welcoming as a person Jorge is, I'm sure he will welcome you to Colombia, to Bogota, and he'll bring you around with open arms. He's, um, I remember bringing... You know, um, I remember, you know, showing his uh, his his brother uh, Andreas when he came over to Singapore as well, and I think we 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 were a very 
welcoming bunch of people. So if anybody wants to come down, uh, you know, to Colombia and visit Jorge, you know, uh, take some of his classes. It's free anyway through his YouTube channels. Uh, so that that is great. Uh, yeah, no, thank you very much, Jorge. Uh, thank you very much for your time, and definitely, um, you know, we'll we'll see you we'll see you very soon. So okay, thank you very much. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for everything. Mm -hmm.